Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director of the Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Welcome again to Issues 2017. Good to have you with us. It's been a while. (laughs) For a little background, why don't you explain to us, uh, Jeremy, if you will, what is the center? What is your mission there? All right. Well, first, thanks for letting me come back. I I always appreciate coming here. And every time on here, I get lots of questions from the public. So I know a lot of people are engaged with this, uh, with the show. A little background of the center. The center is an applied research center. We study the economy. We collect data at the state, local, and national level, some things that are not even publicly available, and run through them to give insights and information to not only businesses, but community leaders and the public. We get often, we get calls all the time from people just at home wondering what's going on about one particular variable. Now, can explain how you gather your information. Uh, All right. Is it done? Is this done by students or uh, how do you do that? Well, I do have a, a team of people on staff, full-time people, and then we hire students off and on for various tasks that, we, that we're going through. So uh, we spent the last year and a half using a student getting his uh, master's degree, and he built a data website that would automatically collect some of the data. So, you know, just like the world, we're improving slowly, trying to figure out how to do some automation to this, uh, you know, a lot of grunt work. Pulling data. So you were you were doing this all kind of, as you say, by hand, but all of a sudden you've got somebody who says, all we got to do is do it uh, this way for the computers and make it simplify it, huh? Yep. He's, wow. a, he's a data IT guy, and he 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 automatically pulls the data. Now he's not even with us, and the data's still being pulled every <laughs> see, month. See, those people are good for something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, who are your clients, Jeremy? Who uses this information? Uh, it goes back to the business community comes to us regular, talking about market research, trying to understand how to expand not only here locally, but nationally. Then we have public leaders all across the state that will come talk to us and say that they're working on different policies and they want to have our opinion. We'll have the public come to us. We'll have professors. We'll have students. All kinds of people will come to us. All right. So, and you charge them how much for this information? Well, as a data center, we do help give information. So if it's just non- knowing where public data is or understanding which data source is going to be more relevant for what they're using, we just go and do that for if it's 30 minutes or less. We want okay. to help provide that as a public source. But then if it starts using data that we're buying, then we go and charge for those services. All right. Now, we're going to talk about uh, your forecast for the year ahead, which is becoming quite a, a little tradition here in Wichita. But first, I'd like to get your take on a possible Tyson chicken processing plant in Sedgwick County. Without getting too controversial, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, when I just look at a regional economy, you adding jobs and adding opportunity, one way or another is going to grow an economy. So from just the mathematical perspective, and that's the way we usually take it, uh, you, you're going to expand the regional economy. Now, that doesn't mean the NIMBY, not my backyard kind of question, but uh, from, an, uh, from the broader perspective, it's going to grow economy. It will add value, particularly in some segments of our labor force that has been rather weak. When I say that, 
where we laid off a lot of production workers over the last several years. Some of them have not reengaged, and there's there are people out there that that this might not be to their fullest skill potential, but this might be something that would get someone reemployed in the labor force that's been out of labor force for a while. That's been happening, I'll bet, quite a bit over the past few years. Somebody has to retrain and maybe not make quite as much money and so forth, right? Yeah, yeah I think I think Wichita is a little bit more pronounced than Kansas. In Kansas and Wichita, more more pronounced than the national level, where we had someone in a workforce that is no longer needed, and they're having to do either that retraining or moving to a whole new industry. Now, again, just kind of a sidebar here. We're talking about. The economic recovery in this area since 2008 and the and the big recession, and we got hit really hard. But uh, where are we at on that? Uh, have we come back fully to where we were, or will we ever come back fully? Oh, that's a good question. Let me let me give you just one example of employment. Have we come back relative to employment for the Wichita area? And the answer is no. We are about 12,000 jobs less than we were on a previous peak. Uh, the Kansas is, is back to its previous peak. The U.S. is above its previous peak when you look at employment. Other cities our size are bigger than it was before. Now, should we kick ourselves and say, oh, this is everything that has to do with elected officials or, or anything like that? No, I think uh, you know there are some policy choices that could have helped uh, improve our situation a little bit. But we got to put it in context that our core industry was shifting and that really took us down. Is it, is it kind of like, uh, well, I guess the, the Rust Belt type of thing, manufacturing, uh, that happened, up, what, up around Ohio and the Great Lakes and car manufacturing and so forth. Is it kind of like that uh, as far as changing how we do things in manufacturing? Great analogy. So you think in the longer term, that Rust Belt, when it the changing shift in technology forced those uh, towns to, to really rethink it, and a lot of those jobs start shifting south. Well, that was a point in time when that industry was – that cluster was really close and knit in that one region. Uh, aerospace is like that. However, we were already spread out across the world. So air, other aerospace communities like us have felt it if they did general aviation. But there wasn't that many communities like ours that are, – are just like ours that had that same decline. Let's go back a little bit to, to Tyson. We're talking about – I think we're talking about uh, jobs that pay $12, $13 an hour. And – and I think those are great jobs, but uh, when jobs, any job, is created in a market like this, uh, does it bring other jobs? Does it have that ripple effect going out from it? Okay, yes. Yeah. So uh, we got to put this in context. There's a couple ways. First, is it uh, a lower wage than we normally have in a bigger city like ours? It's gonna, it's, it's lower uh, than we would expect in some of our other manufacturing jobs, which are much higher than that. Uh, however, to your point you get those more people employed, more people in this region, and they have income, they're paying house payments, they're going out and consuming, and that's where you're going to have that ripple effect back. So that consumption side. And not only that, I would imagine that the supply needs for Tyson is also going to be a benefit to the region, right? They're going to have to have a lot of other resources to make that work. And it's not going to be something that just happens in a vacuum, they're going to have some ripple effects at other companies or other industries around us. Of course, and detractors would say, yeah, and you're going to put pressure on your schools and social services and things like that. Oh, but anytime there's growth, that's going to happen, right? A good question. So that's a capacity question. First, we're nowhere near our previous peak. So when you talk about capacity, there, there's definitely flexibility and capacity, especially in the lower skilled jobs. Uh, think about the central city. We have this 
we have this continued out migration to this hinterland was what I'd say, to the fringe, to the edge. People keep moving out to new homes. But what's happening to that housing stock within the central area? What's happening to schools there? Now, we've, we've had some shifts in education um, within the city. But I think you know, 1,600 jobs, most of it's going to be reemployed. People are already living here. They're not going to really come moving in. I don't think that would have a, a fairly big burden on a, a town that has over 300,000 people say town and a larger workforce area our, our MSA is 300,000 1,600 jobs is pretty darn small and it's probably going to be employed by people already living here you know the other thing that was making so much news recently and still is is the uh, location of a second amazon.com headquarters that realistically this is not where something like that could happen Unless well, you imported, you know, thousands of people. Yeah, in that case, I've looked at a few of those for Amazon, and and uh, they did have some criteria of the size of town, and so Kansas City was on that list. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense that those larger areas would need to have it because then those jobs are not just employing people locally; they're going to import people in there, and it would have a burden on that. Yeah. Those public services, not just schools, but it's roads and housing stock and everything. And for a town like ours that's just been consistently growing, we, we really couldn't handle a massive growth like that. Our housing couldn't handle it. And, and in that case, I would say there would be some more problems. We've uh, been seeing reports recently of increased sales of Boeing jets, which has an impact on Spirit Aerosystems in Wichita. Right. So in aerospace, we have this continued, continued shift away from that general aviation to commercial uh, and that's uh, that's been a real blessing for this regional economy. Uh, and you know, if it hadn't been for that, we would be in a much deeper issue today. That's a good point you, uh, because uh, you're talking about general aviation, which is um, would you say is a smaller the smaller planes? Uh, well, yeah, uh, we're uh, talking about uh, business jets, general and business, aviation, business jets. jets, and then you're talking about commercial, which is the big jets, right? Which the, is what Spirit does, much bigger ones. Well, and Spirit has supplies to general aviation and yeah. other ones too, but uh, that side of Spirit is what's really growing our economy right now. And keeping aerospace, uh, instead of losing a lot of jobs, we've been growing in the bigger companies. We're just losing in some of the smaller companies in that supply chain. So that's, a, that's an interesting thing going on right now. Well, Spirit is Wichita's top employer, but the work also keeps smaller subcontractors busy, as you were just saying. Well, so in there, we're, we're looking at manufacturing has either been flat or declining some, and it's not from our bigger employers like Spirit. It's from those smaller ones. And uh, you can't really go down and put your finger on who, how small of those companies are either disappearing or shrinking. But I, I, I got a feeling that Spirit is developing big, more and more capacities to help the big, really big companies for Boeing. And they're probably taking in some of the previous services they had before. So that supply chain's shifting. We just can't really put our finger on how that supply chain's shifting in our region. You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director of the Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. And uh, the center releases an annual report that the local business community, community anticipates with some interest. Uh, what did, generally, what does your forecast indicate for jobs for the Wichita area in the year ahead? Okay, our forecast for Wichita is to grow by 0.4%. And you got to have some context. That is about where we've been growing for the last several years. It goes up and down. This last month, we grew a lot more than of 0.4%. But when you average it out, I think that is a pretty consistent, slow growth expectation. Uh, and given the 
the length of this cycle is, is probably a more of a positive one. However, I don't think my 0.4% was well-received by, by some of the public thinking that uh, it was too negative. How does that compare with other areas, Jeremy? Oh, yeah. So uh, it depends. When you go to more manufacturing-related towns, they vary to either growing or declining to growing much faster. And then you compare to other MSAs, our size, generally they're growing a lot faster than us. So our size city would, should be growing, but when you get to a manufacturing concentrated city, it's not that unlikely to not be doing as well. So, yeah, if you're, if you're comparing demographic size of the community, uh, that's one thing. But what you're saying is you have to kind of compare it to the similar size communities who are doing the same kind of work we do. Right, right. Okay. And that, it varies a little bit. We're more in the middle of the pack, some growing a lot faster, some declining in that manufacturing concentrated towns. So, so uh, you know, we shouldn't – I should take it a couple ways. Is it we're doing okay, but we could have a lot better growth because of our size of our economy. What uh, geographic area do you deal with? Just the, we, the so, Sedgwick County, or is it you know, oh, the Oh, for the center. Yeah, the for center, center. We have people all across the state that we work with. We okay. go to towns doing Outlook conferences in towns, and uh, we also have had other states and communities come to us to do some research that, that we've specialized in. So you've been traveling a little bit? Uh, we've been going around the state, so we wow. hit five locations just uh, last month. So. Wow, wow. What labor segment... Uh, here locally will present the most uh, opportunity for employment? Well, uh, the one that has been just two that have been very consistent year over year have been uh, health care, and then you also go over to professional business services. So they continue to add jobs. They continue to grow. I just have concerns about their ability to, to have that labor supply for those two sectors. What was it again? You go over to healthcare, healthcare, yeah. and that's because we have this aging population in Kansas and oh, Wichita, yeah. and people moving from Western Kansas needing that, and just overall change in healthcare, and uh, and then you have the professional business services, which is a very broad category, it has yeah, lots but, of jobs. Say, in what it. the heck is that then? But the easiest one for people in Wichita to know is is Coke and some of our tax accounting and uh, architects. Those are the white, kinds of white companies collar stuff. Then right? Uh, yeah, you um, need those analytical skills, yeah. the business skills to 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 really function in those environments. What are you looking at as far as employment and manufacturing then? Still so our manufacturing employment is not optimistic just because it hasn't been. We don't see any real growth for that right now. And what's holding us back this last year, we had this global protectionism. The United States was part of it, right? Our trade barriers and trade uh, negotiations could really affect manufacturing this next year. But that's the negative side. The positive side for manufacturing, if something does come out, uh, the global economy and our trade partners continue to improve. Our value dollar is coming down, so our goods are coming cheaper. It's just I'm not sure how much will happen because of the political rhetoric about trade today. What does history uh, – I know history may not be your strong suit or your area, but what does history say about protectionism? It seems like that had something to do with the, the biggest downturn of all back in the Great Depression. Right. So, so yeah, I don't. You're not going to get an economist out there that's going to say, uh, let's let's remove our trade barriers. I mean, I understand the the need and the frustration of this, and why the U.S. was wanting to renegotiate or have the concept of renegotiation. But uh, and there are some things that could be improved. But I, I, overall, talking about it in the negative light, that will that's, that's going to hurt our trade. That's going to hurt manufacturing, and it's going to hurt Kansas and Wichita. What's ahead? Uh or the government sector when it comes to hiring? All right. So uh, government is really dependent on the structure of our economy. And given that 
our overall state economy. We expect state is weak. Wichita is going to be still at 0.4%, not a lot of growth. We don't think there's a lot of jobs being created or or income being improved. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of room for growth in state and local employment. Now, federal federal government, we're still doing some expansion for Fort McConnell. So we'll see more of that tanker coming online. And I yeah. just don't know how many jobs or how how soon that will come over the next year or two. But that was the original plan is for a lot of it to come online for 18. So, What do you say? What do you see in retail? On retail? I think that's a good question. We've had just a pretty consistent, not consistent, we had up and down growth, but we had large growth in retail over the last couple of years. And I don't think our economy really can support some of that. So our forecast for taxable retail sales for Wichita is pretty weak and for the state is pretty weak. And even for employment, I think we've been overbuilt. I think people's choices and and because of the tight pennies at home, people are making some alternative choices about spending. And I think that's going to probably hold us back a little bit. see a lot of empty retail buildings, don't we? <laughs> well, so so that's interesting. We've had all this retail development over the last couple of years, and, but they haven't r- removed the old retail buildings. So we're going to have a lot of commercial real estate on the market, and we're going to have to work through that. And the only way to work through that is a growing economy or or destroy the buildings, right? Yeah, bulldoze uh, them, bulldoze them down, mm-hmm. uh, one or the other, or or just going to put downward pressure on on rents and and affect the. You, you mentioned real estate. What, what what are you thinking about real estate? Well, I don't really get into too much in real estate. I'm okay. just talking about the general dynamics. Just has me okay. concerned about it. But I think we should go go talk to some of those other ex- experts in town that 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 uh, buy and sell and keep track of that data. All you know is what I know about real estate. Location, 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 right? Well, that's that's definitely a primary <laughs> one in supply and demand. So Something that uh, I find interesting, you do something called the misery index. Yes. What's that all about? Yeah, so, uh, you know, and it's still today has is, is been a really effective tool in communicating how people at home feel versus how the economy. So right now I'm pretty dismal about the economy saying we're growing by 0.4%. But when we try to measure how households feel, we take a couple different measures to determine that. And this is what people at home feel. And today, they feel just as good as they did way back before we went into the Great Recession. So households, the people who are living here and working here, they're, they've got a job, their household, their, the home value is going up, and there's very few people unemployed by the technical definition. So households are feeling pretty good today. What do you, what do you think about it? If you look over the past few years... Tell me about drain, brain drain, uh, expertise drain. Have, have we lost uh, good people that we will never see back again? Well, that, this, that's a good fit to the misery index. So one the of the reasons yeah. that we have less misery here is we've had this out-migration of talented, skilled people going to other markets, finding upward mobility in their careers. And so our population numbers for the state was almost zero growth last year. And the reason why it was zero growth is not because of births or deaths or anything like that. It was net migration. And so people moving out. And so we have less people who are unemployed. Well, that makes people who are living here now feel good. Okay. We survived. Okay. Tell me about, do you study uh, wage growth and things like that? Yeah. So we look at wage all the time. I can hear about that. Wages. So when you look at income and wages, wages. it's been coming up a little bit, uh, and we want it to come up more, right? It shows some strength in the the business market saying that they – willing and can pay more and it's come it's come up but if you look at how it's diverged per capita income over the last several years from the u.s uh we were right in line with the u.s in the last several years we've we have not kept up uh with our per capita income 
a good many people listening right now say, well, I, yeah, that seems to be my experience. Wages haven't been going up. But what you're saying is, in relation to other Americans, we're doing about the same as the rest of them. Oh, well, no, I think uh, the U.S., other Americans, U.S. is improving much faster than oh, faster we than are. are. I misunderstood that. Yes, okay. and uh, we're not really keeping up. But we got to put in one little caveat okay. there. Yeah, go ahead. The one benefit we have in the Midwest is inflation remains pretty low. And that means our dollar continues to, to spread a little further than other locations. So we may not have that upward pressures on income, which people at home really would like and have more buying power. However, your dollar still can go further here than, than some other places. Yeah, I know that's true. Now, tell me, do you have any thoughts on Eisenhower, the new Eisenhower Airport here in Wichita? It's a beautiful thing, and uh, everybody who goes there and uses the airport comments that I know of what a great thing it is. But uh, does it have an impact on on our economy as far as, uh, well, in any way? I think it has an impact two big ways. First, on the households, it's a wonderful gem to be able to have this as an asset. And to, so the airlines continue to want to be here and work with our, this regional market and make connections for people who live at home. So you can live here and your family might move to Atlanta and you can get connections to them and see them or go on, on, a, on a vacation. On the, on the business side, I think this is a great gem. It's one of the assets that we have now that will help sell this community to future prospects. When, if you're a company looking for... Uh, an airport that that not only has connections but also looks nice. Um, this is part of your community pride. I think uh, the Eisenhower has done a, a really good job on being an, an asset, a real economic development tool. All right, here's a, here's a, a broad question: What is the real secret to growth in local business? Uh, oh, for local business, so we 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 always talk about broader economy. I don't get into the details of of a business to business case, uh, but uh, if you're if you're a business here and you don't have to be here, the secret there is is labor, right? You're looking for markets that have quality, skilled labor, and that's something that we have abundant in Kansas and here. Uh, but if you're a business local serving, it's just growth and demand and that. Go back to your real estate is the location and access to co- consumers. You know a trend? I'm, I'm sure you've seen this or heard about it. Uh, there's a trend. You look at, look at me. I'm a baby boomer. One of these days, I'm going to retire. And there. There is some expertise that's that as the baby boomers start flooding to the sidelines, how are you going to fill those jobs? Right. So you? <laughs> uh, you don't look too much like a baby boomer. You're looking good from this point of view. <laughs> okay, thank you. But go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, so what is seeing that in everything? Police officers, firefighters, and everything. Right. So, what's the shift in that labor? You know, it's interesting that we've had several points in time, we thought, oh, we're going to be in a catastrophe. There's a something problem with our labor market, and things tend to work out. And baby boomers are still wanting to use their skills and expertise, so they're still engaged in the labor market. And the market itself is shifting. Wichita is changing the need for labor over time. I think there's some significant problems, uh, particularly for Wichita, because of the baby boomers. Manufacturing and aerospace is one of them. Oil and gas is one of them, where we have a lot of of uh, older baby boomers in there with great skills and the workforce is not quite ready to match that need. So um, there's two ways that's going to happen. Either either other people are going to figure out that those wages go up and they figure out this is a great employment opportunity and get those skills or those industries start to shrivel a little bit uh, in this market. Change. Uh, those are the two real 
likely scenarios with baby boomers exiting, particularly in our, our Wichita market. We've been talking about the year ahead. What are you optimistic or pessimistic about the long term, looking out four or five years from now? Okay, or do you even deal with that? Oh, we do look at long terms quite a bit. So, I, you know, I think there's a lot of core assets that we have in this region that gives us some strength long term. And, and I'm thinking more long term that we have. And you, you mentioned the airport. We mentioned some of the core labor. Uh, and so I, I, when I think long term, I think what's, what is the strength of our economy? And those are the ones I'll go to as, as our, what we're doing well. All right. We're out of time. Hey, thanks again for being with us. It's always a treat. Uh, our guest, Jeremy Hill, Director of the Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Again, thanks for your time this morning. That's all for this edition of 20, Issues 2017. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.